Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to another week of the He Said, She Said podcast. So great to be back with you guys once again. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Why do you say it that way? Getting on my nerves, man. (laughs) I haven't done anything. All I did was welcome everybody to the podcast. Just now, before before this. Oh. Ladies, you ever feel like, I just want to get this thing done. Just give me a minute and let me get this thing done. And I will come do what you want me to do, but please let me get the thing done. You got the thing done? Yeah, but what you were like, can you come? We need to go. Can you come? I need to go. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm like, I just, just I got things to do. Get the thing done, and then I will come. Anyways, you got you got the thing done. I, but it doesn't help that I'm hangry either. Well, that's ba- never I'm, a good combination. No, it's been a day. What time oh. is it even? Uh, I don't know. It's like one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, and I had breakfast about seven, and I haven't. Well, and we we had we began our vacation Bible school here at the church this week, and uh, we had like five hundred kids here today. Four fifty nine. So four hundred and fifty nine children. It was kind of crazy. But you see, I got a good job. What are you doing? I am everybody's favorite person. Why? What are you doing? I am giving away complimentary coffee. Complimentary coffees to parents. Nice. And they are, they make, they, I make did people Did they actually happy. get it this morning? Yeah, did they, they did. Okay. And they were like, oh, this is so nice. Thank you so much for doing this. And nice. then you know what I got to do when the parents were gone? You got uh, to drink the complimentary coffee? I didn't drink any coffee today. I had a, a B12 That's probably part of your problem. vitamin fizzy drink. But no, that is not. I don't drink coffee every day. I'm just saying you should. That's the problem. <sighs> Whatever. Um. Yes, I... I pushed a cart around with snacks and drinks for all the workers. So when they were like hot and tired and hungry and they've had these kids for a few hours, I'm like, would you like a cold beverage? Would you like a snack? You sound like a flight attendant. I was going to say, it reminds me of when we went to Spain. Do you remember that? Yes. When we went to Spain, when we were in the 11th grade, it was after our 11th grade year. Um, we went to Spain for um missions trip. Do you remember the name of the missionary we went to? I do not. I don't either, but it was a camp. It was a, it was a really great experience. We did a lot of passing out tracts, inviting people to church. We led a few Spanish services, um, sang and preached. It was a really great experience. Um, we were able to really, I think, do a lot of ministry there. And, and, and so it was good for us in the 11th grade to take that trip. But I remember... On the airplane there and on the airplane back, um, the flight attendants didn't really speak English. And so they would just go up and down the aisles going, coffee, please, coffee, please, coffee, please, coffee, please, over and over and over again. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. Those are the good old days. But that's when you got like actual good stuff on airplanes, yeah, too. You did. Nowadays, they give you like a little tiny bag of pretzels and maybe oh, some no. water. Not very good service. We got Fanta. They they had Fanta on yes. those on those flights too. Man, that was my favorite. <laughs> you know, I had a B twelve vitamin drink today, and you know what it tasted like? 
a Fanta. Nope. It tastes know. like Tang. Oh. Did you ever drink Tang when you were a kid? What is a B12 vitamin drink? I've never even heard of that. Uh, It's like a, I don't know, fizzy drink. You put it in your bottle of water and it fizzes up and mm. it's supposed to give you some energy, but it's just B12 nice. vitamins. And it tastes like Tang. I drink some Tang. I rem- You know what Tang like reminds tang. me of? It, it reminds childhood? me of childhood. It reminds me of like Sunday school and children's church. <laughs> like because where I was going to church when I was little, they legit always gave us Tang. I, I, I like Tang. I did not like Sunny Delight. Uh, what? Does that still exist? Yes. It's nasty. I love Sunny D. And it like burns your throat as it's going down. That's probably why I like it. There's a problem. Like that, no maybe drink. The, maybe there's a problem with your throat. No, there's a problem with that drink. No drink should burn your throat going down. Hmm. I don't know. I just uh. did not like it. I remember it feeling like there were little pins and needles poking me in my... Oh, you're so dramatic. my throat. Seriously? I'm serious. From a drink? Yes. That's why I don't like Sunny Delight. We're going to buy it. It's not a delight. Our kids have not had Tang or Sunny Delight. It's like Sunny Pain. <laughs> it's not. It's not delightful. It's not delightful it's in the least. Oh, man. I'd rather just have orange juice, the real stuff. Well, that's what we get. So I know. You're a lucky man. Why would, but why? Uh, would speaking you of orange sunny juice. Delight? Are you people out there listening, whoever you are? Are you orange juice with pulp or orange juice without pulp? The only people? way to drink orange juice is with lots and lots of pulp. Blech. That's the only way. <laughs> no, that's so gross. Then you have all the junk. Blech. That's the best. It's like drinking an orange. That's disgusting, Josh. It's, it's so good. That the texture of that just is like revolting to me. Why? We don't. We uh, everybody in my house does not want orange juice with pulp, except. My husband, who wants orange juice with extra pulp because extra he's a pulp. weirdo. No, because and so gross. That's the way that it's meant to be drinking. That drunk. It, nope. Drank. We just lost the other half of our <laughs> listener. Now we're down to zero. It's the way drinking it's meant to drinking and be drunking drunk. and in. How, how is, do you say that? I the don't past know. tense of drink. I mean, I know the I past tense have is drank drunk or drunk or have drunk. No, but it's that's the way it's meant to be drunk. Is that right? Drink. That's the way it's meant to be drank? That's the way you're supposed to drink it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, how did we graduate college? <laughs> I don't know. It's been You English too, teachers out there, fairness. let us know. That's the way that it's meant to be drunk, drank, drinking, drinked. I think it is drunk. I don't know. To be drunk. I think that's what it is. I think so too. We are not drunk. If you're just, just <laughs> joining the podcast right in the middle, it's not know. what you think. I don't know why somebody would just like skip to three minutes into Maybe the podcast. Maybe they don't like it, our little banter. I don't know. Maybe they're just like, give me the Bible. Well, They might maybe. be more spiritual than us. <laughs> they probably. Might, they might just that not is care probably the case. what we're talking about. So we have VBS this week. We had 600 plus kids registered. We had 450 oh. kids show up today. It was crazy crazy it was it good. was record breaking we've awesome. never broken 400 it was a great day honestly like the morning everything went very smoothly it was a really, registration really good day. was amazing um and if you are listening to this and you're a part of the team that's helping at vbs this week you guys are incredible um i just i kind of sat back and watched because i'll be gone the rest of the, the week i won't be here for vbs because i'll be away speaking at a camp but um you guys, I just watched today, and you were like, with your little yellow shirts, look like busy bees running around. 
And is that, I'm not sure. Okay. Is that it was com- nice. It's is a it, compliment. You're doing a great job. Bees are you. hard workers. Bees Thank are, you so much. They work very hard. We were working so hard to make prepare people prepare the hive and happy and give anyways. children the Bible. Honestly, though, like if you're if you guys if if you're you've helped out at our VBS this week, good on you. You've done an incredible job. Right. On the record first breaking on the first day. <laughs> so it's all downhill. I expect from here. good things. I expect good things for the rest of the week. I but think it will get better and better. I do too. You know what happens when you're like in VBS, like by day four or five, you've perfected the process and then it's over. Yeah. Well, like the, yeah, the first day is always the messiest because you got to get everybody that didn't register registered and just people are getting used to the process of the way the day flows. And so the first day is always the messiest day, but yeah, usually by day four, it's like oh, running we like can, a we machine. We got this. We got this. And then, and it's, then it's over. It's done. And then you but when try it's to remember over, everybody's la- ready for it to be yeah, over. Yeah, then you try to remember the next year. What did we do last year? We should have written that down. Yeah. So ah, just yeah. write it down. Notes for next year. Anyways. So yeah, that's that's been a good start to our week. Our kids got back from camp safely. They loved it. They it loved will. it. They had a tremendous time. One of our kids was like homesick. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's his first time away from home at a camp. And he's you know, younger. I mean, he's... he's He's nine. He'll he'll be back next year because Dad said so. Uh, <laughs> but he did love it. He had a, he had a he had an awesome time. Like he just kept telling us about all the fun things he did and the good good decisions they made at camp. Um. So yeah. Anyways, it was they they loved it. They really did. The older one, the one who's a little bit more independent. He's 11, and I was like, were you so, like, happy to come home? And he was like, no, Mom, I wanted to stay another week. I didn't tell you this, but he told me yesterday when we were out mowing the grass that he wants to go back this week. This Uh, week? Yeah. Like, he said, I would go back tomorrow, talking about today, yesterday. You know, there is half price week at the Wilds at the end of the summer. you, You would not know anybody there. And he said, I don't care. I want to go back. Are you serious? That's what he said. I, so. This is my kid. I plan to have do the CIT program at the Wilds because I think that it would be a, a fantastic experience for him. I, he would probably love it. Yeah, he would thrive there. I think. But anyways, so the one of the things about camp though is they always meet new friends, new people, um, and they come back with some new friends. So we thought that today it would be a good time to take a moment and talk about how to help your kids establish their friend group. Uh, because I mean, that's kind right. of an important thing. So I have a few questions I want to ask you already. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not doing even, this like an interview. We're not y'all. like, we're not, we're not wasting any time. We're, we're just not. jumping right into this. No. Thing. Yes, we are. Okay. You know, you know what I was thinking though, as we were talking about this and writing this, I was thinking like, this is just as applicable to adults. Well, honestly, I mean, it is, you know, when you think about friends and friendship, the Bible doesn't distinguish between the way for adults to choose friends and the way for kids to choose friends. But I do think that, you know, contextually speaking for our, our podcast purposes, helping, helping parents understand, Hey, here's a way that we can help our kids choose their friends is certainly an important. Well, that was my first question. Should we help our kids choose their friends? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, that, that, God has given us this responsibility to steward this life. I mean, we talked about last week, children being a heritage from the Lord. They're a gift to us from God. And I think that we have a responsibility to help our our kids. You know, kids and teenagers, 
don't have the the cogn- their their brains aren't developed um, in the way that adults' brains are developed. I mean, that's just a scientific fact. And so their cognitive reasoning skills are not there yet. And so as they get older, you know, they begin to make some of those decisions on their own. And the reality of the, the matter is that kids are going to choose their own friends anyways. But we as parents have to be a part of that process in helping them choose their friends. Here's why. The most, the, the friends that they choose are going to shape the way that they live their life. And so choosing friends is like a really important decision for a young person. Right. Oh, we know that it says in the Bible, you know, that if you have foolish friends, it leads to to destruction. Destruction. Yeah. Yeah. So, what does it say that in the Bible? In Proverbs. Yes, we're in Proverbs. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't it's say like, that this was going to be like a pop quiz. I told you, you that I was going to interview you. Um. But absolutely. I mean, if if they choose the wrong friends, and I mean, we've been in ministry now for thirteen or fourteen years. And there's people that have been in ministry much, much longer than we have. But in that short time, we've seen people make some bad friend choices. And it really has ended in destruction for their life. You know, maybe they're not, you know, dead, um, but their life is, is in shambles. It's a wreck because they chose bad friends. They made bad friend decisions. And so I think as parents, it, it is imperative upon us that we help our children choose their friends. Okay. Here's the next question. And uh, let me say, uh, interrupt you real quick, because I, I want to add to that thought. <laughs> you always to, interrupt me. To help our kids choose their friends doesn't necessarily mean that we choose their friends for them and force them to be friends with certain people, but it does mean that we guide them and help them along the way in that decision. And I think that's going to lead into your next question or at least another question that you have another question well i was gonna say um that verse is proverbs 13 verse 20 he that walketh with wise men shall be wise but, but a, a companion, companion of, of fools, fools shall, shall be, be destroyed. destroyed see i knew the verse i just didn't know where it was found. <laughs> <laughs> pop quiz pop quiz friends so it is important for us to help guide our kids in choosing friends um so what are some characteristics that we should look for um or that what there are some characteristics we should encourage our kids to look for when they are choosing friends well you know i think that as as our kids grow up in this generation that they're faced with different kinds of temptations than than we were ever faced with even as you know, mid, we're in our mid thirties. So even as mid 30 year olds, the temptations that our kids are facing aren't altogether different than the temptations that the the rest of humanity has faced. I mean, they're, they're pretty much the same temptations, but they're coming in different forms. And so I think understanding that and accepting that is important for us as parents to, uh, even as a first step in helping our kids to choose their friends. Um, so I, I, what was the question again? How did what you exactly are, word it? What should we look for in friends? What are some characteristics that we should encourage our children to look for in, well, when they're finding friends, when they're looking for friends? Yeah, so I think of like Ecclesiastes chapter 4 talks about 
um, good characteristics for friends. So verse 9 really talks about the, the need or the necessity for friends. And I think it's important that we define what a friend is. Because in our Instagram and Facebook and social media society, you know, we have thousands of friends. And I do that in air quotes because... No, you didn't. Well, I'm just saying. You raised I'm your say, eyebrows. I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it in air quotes. I didn't actually air quote it. He but didn't air quote it. Anyways, no. we have thousands of friends. He did it. Uh, that <laughs> exist. And in reality, those aren't our friends. Like, I could go through our friend list on Facebook and I could go up and down the list. And there's people on that list that I have not talked to in years like literally not said a word to in years, but we're friends on Facebook. And so I think that we need to define what a friend is. And a friend is someone that, you know, we're communicating with, that we're doing life with, that is having an impact on us and I'm having an impact on them. And I think understanding that true friends are necessary is the first step. God created us with the desire for and a, a need for friendship. So Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this, two are better than one because they have a good uh, reward for their labor. For if they fall, and here's where I think we see some of the good um, qualities of a, a, a true friend. If they fall, um, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, uh, two, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so true friends, I think, are going to be there to help us up when we fall. They're going to be there to encourage us rather than to discourage us. I think about Job and Job as he faced his uh, trials in his life. Um, he had friends that, <laughs> excuse me, were no encouragement to him. In fact, they were discouraging to him. His wife also discouragement to him. Um, but true friends are going to be there to help us when we fall. They're going to encourage us spiritually. They're going to comfort us when we have nobody else to turn to. Um, I, I think that Finding a friend that is godly, that is, that is spiritually minded. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul en encourages the Colossians to seek those things which are above. And I really think that that is a key in, in, in a friend. That someone, someone that is seeking the things that are above and not the things of this earth. I think if someone is seeking the things that are above, then they're going to be a good friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Um, but you know, no kid is perfect. Kids are kids, right? Um, some, sometimes kids are foolish. Our kids are foolish. But a kid that, even if he is acting like a kid, even if he is, is foolish but is wanting, has the right heart attitude and is wanting to follow God, and is wanting to do what's right and is wanting to serve others and is and is kind. That's one of the things that I ask our boys. Like, oh, you met so and so and yes, he's great. And and my two questions that I always ask are um well, actually there's three. And the first is does he love God? Does he act like he loves God? Is he interested in spiritual things? Is he kind to other people? Does he obey the teacher? Does he obey authority? Like those are the things that I'm looking for because I think that a lot of times 
you know, that's how, when they're that age, that's how it manifests itself, you know? Somebody, these are people that they're involved with all the time. Their peers, are they kind to their peers? How do they act with authority? And how do they act towards spiritual things? Are they scoffers? Are they mockers? Um, And that's what we need to teach our children. You know, we need to help them. And that's one thing that, um, when I, you know, put it into practice, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to make them aware. So then when mom is not around, they understand these are the questions I need to ask myself. Um, how Are they good friends? You know, are they, are, are they following God? Because yes, kids will make mistakes and kids will be foolish. And, um, you know, that's what childhood is about growing up and, you know, learning and maturing and, and being sanctified. I mean, they're going through the sanctification process at that age, just as much as we are still going through the sanctification process now. So we can't expect those kids to be perfect. Um, And we have to understand that they're still kids. But what is their general heart attitude? That's what I try to get our boys to recognize and to understand when they are looking and searching for friendships yeah and i think understanding that kids are going to be kids is important you know i think sometimes that we are so hard on even our own kids oh for sure we we forget what it was like to be a kid and just to you know i mean you're carefree you don't have the cares and the worries of this world you don't understand you know it's just we just have to understand that and and not immediately say well you're not hanging out with that kid because you know he's he's always getting in trouble at school just because he's goofy because he's goofing off you know i mean obviously there are lessons that we teach them about how to not goof off with your friends and all of those things. But I'm just saying, I think it's important that we don't just label a kid because um, maybe he's he acts foolish sometimes. You might not want that kid to be your kid's best friend, but maybe your kid can have a good influence on that kid. And, yeah. and I think that that is a part of raising our own children. Um, and that's what I was going to ask you next. It's kind of a sticky kind of a question. I mean... When there is a kid, a child that maybe your child is starting to hang around, uh, should you um, always immediately put an end to that? Like how, how do you manage, how do you navigate that situation? You want them to be a good influence on others, but you don't want them to be influenced. So how do you distinguish like when it's okay for them to hang out, when it's not okay for them to hang out. Yeah, I think practically speaking that that is going to be a decision that's made on a case-by-case basis, obviously. You know, you're going to have to decide, number one, what are your standards as a family? What are you going to allow as far as entertainment? What are you going to allow as far as your kids' decisions and choices? Um, And as you develop those standards for your family, then you have to decide, who are my kids going to be able to hang around? So let's just for, for example's sake, say that there's a kid that, you know, you don't want your, you don't want your kids influenced by, you don't want them hanging around. Um, I think you have to make the decision then that no, you're not going to so-and-so's house. No, you're not going to that birthday party. No, you're not going to hang out with that kid at the mall or whatever it might be, but you have to make some decisions and your kids probably are not going to understand it. Right. Do you tell your children why? 
I think, again, that's going to depend on the, the, a case-by-case basis. And I think it also will depend on their age. Because at some point in life, they begin to understand why. Um, they begin to to be able to comprehend. A five-year-old isn't going to be able to, to comprehend that, you know, well, mom and dad aren't letting me go to this person's house because they don't like the influence or they don't like that person's, you know, the 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 family dynamic there, whatever it might be. Um, but a 15 year old is going to be able to understand that they will probably not agree. And they might go and tell their friend, my mom and dad won't let me hang out with you because they think you're bad. Um, they probably will do that. So you just have to decide as a, as a parent, you know, are you okay with your kid, you know, understanding and knowing that you're not allowing them to hang out with that person because of the influence that you believe that person wields on your child's life. What if you are approached by said child or said child's parents who wants to, you know, invite your kid over, who wants to foster this friendship that you are not necessarily a huge fan of? How do you handle that situation? Yeah, that's a tough that that's a tough situation, honestly. Um, But I think that there comes a point where honesty is necessary and the Bible says to speak the truth in love. And I think that's what we have to do. You know, if, first of all, your question was if that child or that child's parent comes to you. If that child came to me and I had made a decision for my teenager or for my kid or whoever it was and said, I'm sorry, but you're not going to hang out with that person because I don't like the influence they have on your life. And my kid goes and tells that other kid and that kid comes to me and says, hey, I heard you said this about me. I'm not talking to that kid about it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to him about it. I will, I will say, Johnny, listen, uh, I would love to talk to your mom and dad about this. And, you know, have the conversation. Be proactive about it, I would say. Be proactive. That's hard. Like, I am not a, a, a confrontational person. I don't enjoy confrontation. But what I have learned is that sometimes confrontation is necessary. And so, you know, and a lot of times the easier way to go about that is to say, I, I'm not, you know... I, I don't want to appear as I'm trying to be holier than thou. So, hey, listen, I just believe that um, it would be best if our kids not hang out for each other. I think that they're not good influences on each other. So it's not that Johnny's a bad influence on my my great kid, and I don't want my great kid to be corrupted by your terrible kid. It's our kids, neither of them are great influences for one another. Um, and, and so I think it's it is a delicate line that you have to walk, especially in church and in relationships that you have with people uh, because feelings can be hurt, but sometimes feelings are going to be hurt because you have to protect your children. Your children, your family is your number one ministry and God has given them to you to protect, to encourage, to, to raise up and the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And if that means that you know, they're not going to Johnny's house to hang out because you're afraid of what they're being exposed to there, then that's what that means. If that means that you have to say to Johnny's parents, hey, I just don't believe our kids are, are good for each other, or I just don't agree with maybe some of the, the things that I know that my son is exposed to at your house, then those things might have to be said. Um, but I, I, I really strongly believe that our families are more important than saving face with someone else. Does that? It makes sense. So my next question is, how do you teach your kids to be um, 
not discerning because we've already discussed that, but how do you teach your kids to interact with people who they know are not the best influence? Like you don't want them, you still want them to be kind. You don't want them to totally shut them out, ignore them or be unkind or even make them feel left out if there's a group. But like, how do you instruct them to act around these people? Well, I, I think that, you know, I would go to, I, I would, as you're asking that question, my mind went to Ephesians 4.32. You know, here Paul is writing a letter to the Ephesian people and he says to them in verse 32, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Now, I think that we're called to that as Christians. We're called to be kind. We're called to speak the truth in love. We're called to, uh, to to do everything that we can to maintain a testimony that will allow the gospel to be shared and spread. So I think that the question, you know, is different for people who are unsaved and not living for the Lord and people that are saved and, you know, a, a family that would be striving to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, so how do we teach our children to be inclusive and to, uh, you know, keep, keep building friend groups, um, yet, you know, be careful the influences they allow in their life. I think that, I, I honestly think that that is a lifetime of learning. Like it's there, there, we're, con we're still learning that today. Like, how do we, how do we balance this? this tension between no I'm not going to do that with you and yet I still want to have an influence in your life for the Lord or um, right I don't approve of everything you're doing right but I still want to have an influence in your life yeah yeah and for kids that that balance is even harder to maintain because peer pressure is very real for for adults just like it is very real for for children but probably even more so for teens and children because they want to be accepted we have that need for that desire for acceptance and on a on an even increased level in in childhood and in our teenage years so i think as a parent we have a responsibility to teach our children what good friends are what they look like that they're going to be loyal, that they're going to be godly, that they're going to seek after that those things which are above, that they're going to encourage and edify you, not tear you down, that these are good friends. And when you find them, you surround yourself with them. The other people in your life that aren't godly, the other people in your life that aren't encouraging and edifying and aren't honoring to their parents and aren't you know doing all of these things that, that would be qualifications of a good friend, Hey, doesn't mean that you cannot, you know, encourage them. It doesn't mean that you can't, but they're not going to be your close friends. They're not going to be the ones that you're going to their house on Friday night. They're not going to be the ones that you're hanging out with at the mall. They're not going to be the ones that you are, you know, that, that you are making a part of your life, um, a, a close part of your on life. A on a regular basis. Right. 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 So how do you suggest that we foster and... um? I don't know, just encourage good friendships. What are some things you can do? Um, you know, I think I think having good family friends as a, you know, adults, we have a lot of friends in our church that uh, we spend time with, like you and I, mm -hmm. that that they have kids that are our kids age 
And so we spend time with them and by proxy then, because we know that those are, are godly families, that they're seeking after, you know, God's will for, for their kids' lives, then our kids are just naturally going to be friends with them. And so I think just even us choosing wisely our friends um, and allowing those people to have an influence on our kids' lives. Right. Um, and I, I think, too, that sometimes, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, that sometimes even parents choose other parents as friends whose kids are going to get along. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. we tend to be friends with other um other people who have boys mm -hmm. because we legit have four boys and so you know when we know the families are going to get together the the kids are going to have just as much fun as we are um why are you staring at me like no that? i was just waiting for you to you say i always interrupt you so i was just waiting for you Thanks. to finish your thought but no that was my thought i mean i think sometimes um that we do have the opportunity to choose our friends based upon, um, you know, how, how everybody in the family is going to interact right, with one another. Right. Yeah. And, and that's not the only qualification, obviously. I mean, but and I think this is where church attendance and being a part of a local church is so important, honestly, because so many of your your like for us, so much of our life is wrapped up in our church support group in our church system that we have here and so because we are doing life alongside people that do love the lord that do want to serve god many of the kids that are influencing that are our children's friends um they are you know their parents are godly people that want them to do what's right um so you kind of automatically have this support if you will you know for, for your kids the other thing that i would say is this because the question was um re read the question one more time just to refresh my memory or did you just the, make it up off I the top of your head question written down. oh you just made it up um <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i think the question was how do we encourage our Foster. kids yeah so the other thing that i would say is this that one of the things that that we strive to do is have our kids friends to our house and when they're at our house we know the influence that they're getting right when they're you know in in, in our under our influence we know what our kids are doing uh that that's not to say that we don't ever allow our kids to go to other people's homes but we try to create this environment in our home where we have our kids friends over and we have them you know, we then had the opportunity to influence those kids. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's almost like strive to be the house, mm -hmm. the fun house, you know, the house where you everybody wants to go and hang out because we have this and we have that and we get together. But if you are going to be the house, you have to make sure that you have safeguards in place as far as um, what what you allow into your home especially when it comes to video games or access to the internet or access to what they can watch on television like you want to make sure that if you are going to be the house that those safeguards are in place that people can trust that whatever happens at your house is going to be above reproach yeah because well i think that goes two ways you know one you don't want 
anybody bringing something into your house that is going to be detrimental to your children and to all the other kids that might be there. I mean, that's like, you know, that would defeat the whole purpose of having it at your house. You know, right. the reason you're having it there is so that those influences aren't uh, aren't there. Um, I would say the other thing is you now, as you're having other people's children into your home, are you're 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 taking on a, a full a full new responsibility. These are other people's kids. And now you are taking the responsibility of having some sort of level of influence upon their lives for, you know, a, a day or a night or however long they're there. And so you've you've got to make sure that those safeguards are right. in place. Just like you would not let them do dangerous things. You know, don't allow them access to dangerous yeah. things. You have to safeguard all the way around. And I think another thing that, you know, we've talked about, we've considered um, would be great would be to even start a Bible study, mm-hmm. you know, for your kids, for your kids, friends, have a sleepover, do a Bible study, make that a thing that you do on a regular basis. I mean, that's just an idea. That's just one thing that we've thrown around the idea yeah. of. We haven't been able to make it work in our schedule, but, you know, it's something that we've talked about because um, we don't, you know, if, if they come into our home and we have the opportunity to minister to them, let's take the opportunity. Right. You know, I, I know as they get, the kids get older and they're out from under us more and more, it, it you feel this more, you know, you feel the influence of their friends more because you're not around them all the yep. time and they're hanging out with these other people. And I think that's when it really hits home that, oh man, I need to be not only having them into our home, but trying to invest in them, actively invest in them, pray for them, you know, encourage their parents to send them to camp, encourage their parents to send them on missions trips. Um, you know, even support them if they're going on missions trips. Be there for their friends. Be an influence for good in their lives. Um, anyways, those are just some ideas. Do you have any anything else you want no, to add? No, I would say, you know, there's a difference between investing, spiritually investing in our children and just sheltering them from everything that is a part of this world. You know, the Bible says that we are to be in this world, but not of this world. And so I think there is there. Listen, there's great, great value in protecting our kids and having safeguards in place and all of those things. But I think that that as parents, we have to do our due diligence to have open and honest conversations with our kids about things that they're going to face. And as the, as our kids get older, um, those are things that, you know, we we are having to do more and more. Uh, because right. you want them to learn about sex from you. You want them to learn about the dangers of drugs and alcohol and all the things that are going to become a part of their, their hopefully not a part of their life, but a part of the temptations that they face um, as they get older. You want to be the voice that's telling them about those things. Um, and so sheltering them from those things is not necessarily the answer the answer is having frank conversations about those things. Yeah, and as they get older and they get more and more freedom and 
I think it's important for us to emphasize to them that with freedom comes responsibility. Mm. You know, like they have a phone now and this is Well, our kids do not have a phone. No, but I'm saying when they're older and they're driving, (laughs) for for illustration's sake, if they have a phone, um, maybe navigate how to safely use the device, why we put safeguards in place, why even as a teenager you have covenant eyes, but even when you go to college, you should have covenant eyes. And even when you're a grown man, why you should continue to use covenant eyes and why, you know, why we have it on there, not just say, you can't have this, you're blocked from all of this, but instruct them as to why this is important so that they don't resent it. You know, like I don't have access to anything and I just can't. And it's just so frustrating. And I just, you know, it's like, okay, no, we're going to, we're going to disciple you through this. We're going to navigate this with you. Um, And we're going to tell you why we're doing these things and not just, no, this is what we're doing. And that's the end. Um, I think that uh, I'm not great at this. I'm a, because I said so kind of a person and I need to work on that. I need to be better at, you know, instructing the kids as to why we do these things so that as they get older and they have not just, you know, maybe more freedom, but they have greater interactions with people outside of their home and outside of their church that they know exactly how to navigate those things and as they get older yeah we can navigate those things with them but at the end of the day i think you know the 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 big thing that we want for our kids is and i would assume that this is true for all of you listeners as well is we want them to be godly we want god to have their hearts and so while you know helping them choose their friends and offering them protections and helping them to understand why we do what we do and having these conversations and all of these things are practically important at the end of the day if if god doesn't have their heart none of it matters because they're not going to choose good friends right they're not going to be they're not going to make wise spiritual decisions so I think of, you know, Jesus when he spoke to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 15, and he said, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I'm afraid that that's where our, many of our children often end up because they know what to say. They know the right thing to do. They know the boxes to check, but their heart is far from God because as parents, we've not done a good job. We've, we've done a good job of saying, you can't hang out with that person. You can't go there. You can't do this. You can't watch that. You can't have this. You can't have that. And listen, I'm, all those things are important, but we haven't gotten to the root of the matter, which is their heart. And if God doesn't have their heart, then all of those things are great, but they're not going to matter once they're out from under your, your influence. And every day, as a parent, every day we lose a little bit of influence in our child's life. I know we don't like to hear that. I know that we don't we don't want that to happen, but that's just the fact of the matter because they grow up, they get older, they make their own decisions. And if God doesn't have their heart, then none of it matters. Hmm. And then I think of the verse that you read. Can you read it again about the cord, the twofold cord? Yeah, I've got to get back there. Do you want to say some other things while I get back there? No, I'm going to just let there be an awkward <laughs> silence. I I think of that and I think of, you know, 
rather than just, you know, and emphasizing that, you know, you, you walk with, you know, a companion of fools will be destroyed. A companion of fools will be destroyed. A companion of fools will be destroyed. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. Encourage them. Hey, if you are following God and your friends are following God, you're going to be stronger together. You know what? You're going to have an influence on each other. You can serve God together. You can get more done and you can stay strong against temptation together. Yeah. Yeah. If one Ecclesiastes 412, if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I think of Jonathan and David's relationship, you know, throughout the, the scripture and um, just the the encouragement that they were to one another and the strength that they offered to one another. Um, it's so true. So important. Right. So that is our encouragement to you today. Do you have anything else you want to say before I think we wrap that's things it. up? Uh, thanks so much for listening once again. Pray for your kids. Pray for their friends. Encourage good friendships. Foster those things. Teach your kids how to find good friends and just have frank and open conversations, not just with your kids, but sometimes, you know, you have to have the hard conversation. Mm. You are in your child's life to disciple them, to instruct them, to teach them and train them, to minister to them. And sometimes that just has to happen. So that's our encouragement to you today. Hey guys, thanks so much for being with us. Join the conversation over on Facebook at the He Said She Said podcast. You can follow us there. Um, we'd love to hear from you at uh, facebook.com forward slash the He Said She Said podcast. Giveaway? Uh, when were we supposed to do the giveaway? That's done. Did we, I miss it? Well, by the time that this airs, that will be done. And then we'll have announced it on Facebook. Exactly. How many people have entered? One? So far, one. So, so Jen might win that book Jen's just by proxy. Jen Spears? Uh, yeah. She's very excited about this podcast right now. Good. She's going to be happy she got a shout out. I love it. <laughs> and I'm Thanks be for happy listening, Jen. We really book. appreciate your listenership. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, we will be glad to be back with you next week. Have a great week. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.